Welcome to Your Happy Place podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Ross. I am an entrepreneur and a real estate investor. Each week, we will be bringing you interviews about real estate investing, property management, and sharing inspiring stories. Are you ready? Let's get started. So today on the podcast, I'm so pleased to have Noelle McHugh here with me. She's with Monk and Nun Interiors and does vacation rentals. Welcome to the podcast, Noelle. Hey, Jenna. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So tell me the story of how you got started into vacation rentals. Well, it's it was kind of by accident, to be completely transparent. We moved to Nova Scotia six years ago, almost six years ago, and we were coming from a place in Alberta. I'm from here, from Nova Scotia originally, and my husband's American, and we were living in Alberta for five years prior to moving to Nova Scotia and running a uh, retreat center in the year round. And in the summer, we also hosted children's summer camps. So it was in the foothill of Alberta and very busy. We lived on site and it was a bit wild to like live on site and be managing all of this. But we yeah, we loved it. And then when we moved here, we decided to start our dream business, which was in interior design and renovations. My husband's been in renovations for just about 20 years, and I always would get pulled in to help make design decisions. I'm not a trained designer, but just by experience, I suppose. And so uh, we started that business while I was on maternity leave, and he was working at Acadia University part-time as um, the theater carpenter there. And so we thought, well, we both have these kind of side incomes, like, let's go for it and start this business. Often people say, like, where did the name Monk and Nun come from? And Micah, who's my husband and business partner, would be in the shop. He's a, um, a cabinet maker by trade. And so he'd be making furniture or uh, cabinets in the shop. And he always had this brown hoodie, which eventually became my nemesis. But he always had this brown hoodie and he would wear it in his shop. And he always said he felt the most monk-like, the most serene, the most at peace while he was uh, woodworking alone until, you know, one, two in the morning, just having his quiet time. and and whittling away and so as he kind of felt like that he started to to engrave a moniker on anything he built and he just wrote monk under there if it was on a piece of furniture it would be in a place that maybe people would never even see it uh, but he knew it was there and so it became really his moniker and so we went to go start this business we're like okay we know we have this business idea and we want to do this thing but like what's our business name? And somehow we were joking around with with his monk moniker. And I said, well, I'll be the nun to your monk. And we started laughing and it just, it kind of stuck. And clearly it stuck because here we are six years later and people just really responded to it well. And they liked the little story behind it and stuff. So that's the name behind the business. But as far as vacation rentals go, because we were coming from Alberta in that hospitality kind of service industry, I said to him, as we started our business, you know, I'm really going to miss hosting people. And he said, well, just put put vacation rental management out there. Like, I don't even know where that came from. It completely came from left field. And I was like, okay. So as he says, we kind of like put everything out on a website that we could possibly do <laughs> and to see what would stick because we were new to the area and we knew we wanted to start a business, but we didn't know um, what would kind of stick with this community. 
And so for the first couple years of business, we had about eight to 10 vacation rentals that we would manage for people that either didn't live here or were business owners and just didn't have time to manage it on their own anymore. And then the pandemic hit and it completely took off. A lot. It was unanticipated to us. Um, we, we did not expect that at all. Uh, but last summer, so in year five of our business, we managed 30 Airbnbs in the summer. And so you can see just over the course of that, that time how that side of it took off. So now we just design, upgrade and manage other people's vacation rentals for them. That's incredible. I just love your story so much. It's so <laughs> cute. Oh, so I've got a fun question to ask you, and I'm I'm so curious to hear your answer, but what is the craziest Uh-oh. guest experience that you've had with your vacation rentals? <laughs> okay, well, this is, we actually, if, if you're thinking of starting a vacation rental, anyone who's listening today, in my experience, things like this don't happen happen very often. So I just have to preface it by saying that in the course of six years, we've had two doozies and this is one of them. And so one of them, they're actually both during the pandemic, but one of them was we up on the Bay of Fundy, we managed two cute little cottages. They're owned by the same couple who actually lives next door. And so we are managing these two cottages and you can book them separately. You don't have to book them together. And I had a call from the cleaner that said, um, I it's 11 o'clock and I'm here to clean. And I think that people are inside. There's no car in the driveway, but I think that there's still people inside. And so I said, well, did you go in? And she said, well, I just kind of sense that there's people in there. So, so well, I'll stay on the phone. You go in. And she came back and she said, yep, they're in there and they are um, in their birthday suits, if you will. And so I said, she said, and I can't wake them up. And I said, okay, I'll, it's about 20 minutes from my house. I said, I'll drive up there. As I'm getting ready to go, Jenna, I remembered that the people in the next cottage are pretty well-renowned people, okay? And so I had I had received phone calls in the in the night that like this this other cottage had been making a lot of noise and so on and so forth. Anyway, so I had to go and I had to wake these naked people up who <laughs> were passed out. I had to go and apologize to these like semi-famous people who were staying next door. And so I'm like on one side, I'm like dressed to the nines because I want to be very presentable to the <laughs> the influencers. And then on the other side, I'm like in my high heels, all in a nice pretty dress, like banging on the door, like <laughs> hospitality time to get out um which I, you know I don't usually do but we really had a hard time waking them up so it took us about 40 minutes to get them out of there and you know it was just a lot of cans and it, it wasn't actually like there was no destruction there was nothing that bad but it was incredibly awkward to encounter these people who had clearly had a rough night and also you know in the same breath be very apologetic to um, the people who were expecting a nice quiet evening away from their busy lives so we actually in the end we had to uh oh we didn't have to we offered them uh, a night at a different location uh free of charge just to kind of redeem ourselves there but it, it was uh I guess it was party central and I 
there was no, there was not even a car to take them away. So it was a, it was an awkward moment for a little while. Like they didn't even know how they were going to get out of there, but we figured it all out and it's all good. <laughs> yeah, that can be part of it. There sometimes yeah. <laughs> can be some adventure, some stories that you have to you have to go through and you laugh about it after the yeah. fact. But it is awkward during the the moment for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So I'm hearing from a lot of people who manage Airbnbs, vacation rentals, that things have really died down starting in, you know, even in October, some of them, and definitely in November, they're pretty, they're pretty dead, um, not getting a lot of bookings at all. How are you finding it? Yeah, so I would definitely agree with that. You know, I could try to come up with something clever to say. I've been listening to different industry leaders and seeing how they're responding. And they're like, design your place better, take better pictures. And that is typically what we would say to people who aren't getting a lot of bookings. And I'm sure you know that as well, but just in the long-term game. But um, I've actually never seen it this quiet in the six years that I've been offering vacation rental management. Something happened in November. I know Airbnb specifically. Now there's other platforms to run your short-term rentals on, but Airbnb specifically, which is the one we use the most, has really died right down. And I'm not sure they have been going through some updates this fall. And I'm not sure it kind of feels to me, that's my gut feeling, is that something with those changes has really slowed things down in the algorithm. So Airbnb, just like other social media platforms, has an algorithm. So if you have a lot of bookings or people view your properties a lot, then if someone's looking in your area, it will show up first or in some of the top. And it feels as though for me, who manages a lot of Airbnbs in one specific area, so that algorithm worked very well for me, it feels like that may not be happening as much anymore. And so that may be something that people are finding. But one thing I'd really like to highlight is that like, it is happening. A lot of industry leaders in the United States, in Canada, are talking about like what is happening, what has happened in November uh, in the short-term rental industry and why are things so slow. So I guess what I'd like to highlight is like, it's not just you. A lot of people may be saying like, oh, you're not doing this well enough or you're not doing that well enough. But I just want to let people know that it is kind of right across the board. People that manage many of them or people that manage few of them are experiencing the same thing. And I'm sure we'll see an upswing here, you know, fairly soon in the um, in the spring as people begin to book their tra travel. There's also, you know, there's been a lot of inflation lately. So I think that there's a couple of variables happening right now. I think that People are probably putting their their pennies more towards staying at home this Christmas than traveling um, during the holidays, perhaps. Um, you know, gas prices are high. There's a lot of different factors, but people don't really want to stay home in the nicer weather. And so where I live in Canada, it's, um, you know, it's getting colder. So like I said, I think there's a lot of variables that are all playing into what we're seeing. But I I don't want people to think that it's just them, but I do want people to get creative. So what could, who could you be calling? What could you be doing to try to get some different types of rentals? Could you be networking with people? Could you be reaching out and, 
and saying like, hey, if you know anybody that needs maybe a midterm rental for the winter, refer them to my place. Like I'd be happy to have somebody for three or four months at this point. So I think that there's ways to to get creative. Something that I have on my list of things to do is actually to reach out to some insurance adjusters. There's travel nurses agencies that are out there if you live nearby, like a hospital that travel nurses or or resident doctors are coming to. So these types of people are are looking for midterm rentals. So kind of start brainstorming, like who could I be reaching out to to um, accommodate this quiet season? Yeah, I think midterm rentals are a great idea. And uh, and we did have a hurricane, so there would be some people looking for places for insurance. Mm. And then there's people trying to build homes and, and those are getting yep. delayed. So people like that, if their build is delayed, they would be interested as well to have mm-hmm. something furnished and set up. And yeah, mm-hmm. there's lots of ideas. Those are some great ones. And so where, um, I know you've posted this before, but I was curious, you had some great ideas and suggestions of where you like to get your towels and your bed sheets and linens. Yeah, great question. So I used to, I've taken the third one off my list. So I I, I just won't even say it's because I used to suggest, I'll just say it actually, I will say it. I used to suggest Amazon basics because they're really affordable. They're easy to replace. They arrive in just a couple of days. Um, What we've realized with that is that over, they, they don't hold up um, in the long game. And so they, they, our hospitality managers kind of like, oh, they're getting a bit pilly. And so they've lasted, you know, a good chunk of time, but not as long as we'd like them to. So like you want, you want your sheet quality to outlast like any staining, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. like, if like, you don't want your sheet quality to be diminished by the actual quality of the sheet, you want to have to replace it because something happened from the guest. Does that make sense? So like, you don't want to replace it just because you bought a, a crappy brand of sheets. So I would, I would recommend not going with them anymore, but um, my rental supply is good. So they actually are kind of like uh, hotel quality sheets and, but they accommodate short-term rentals. So my rental supply, you can order online. It's not too hard to get like lost in their website because they don't have too many products that they sell. So it's kind of like a real quick purchase. And actually, if our our hospitality manager loves the um, shower curtains from there because it comes in in a two piece shower curtain, and then you actually I think you you velcro off the exterior so you can wash the exterior of the shower curtain instead of, you know, having to undo, you know, the shower hooks each time to wash the cloth on the outside. So she loves those because they're very efficient for cleaning. Um, The other place for sheets and towels would be Costco. I will, there is a caveat to this. Um, When you're purchasing sheets, we like to stay away from kind of like the microfiber sheets because they do tend to pill. When you're purchasing towels, make sure that they are comfortable, but not too thick because your cleaners are actually going to be spending time waiting for the dryer. And you'd really like to avoid that both for 
I mean, just for cost efficiency sake and for their time, like if they have two places to clean that day and they're hung up at one place because the towels won't dry quickly, then that's an issue. So I do say like Costco towels are the best for longevity, but make sure they're not too, too, too thick because then you'll be spending time waiting on the dryer. Duvet covers, tried, tested and true as Ikea. Um, they're easy to replace. We off some places we double them up. So, you know, we, we wash the exterior duvet cover every time, but then we use another one on the inside, almost like as a duvet protector. Uh, and then we wash that frequently as well. So those are, those are my three suggestions as right now. Anyway. <laughs> Those are great tips. No, I've learned a lot from that. That's very helpful. And a good point about the the towels drying. That's de definitely something. And also when you think about the environment and the energy consumption of trying to dry towels, it just makes more sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. I did just think of another tip if I could slide it in there, oh, Jenna. Please. You can buy little face cloths that actually have embro embroidered on them the word makeup. I don't know if you've seen those around, but those have been really good too because you can lose a lot of white or light gray face cloths to mascara and foundation just because it stains and it doesn't come out very well with stain remover. And so um, using those darker uh, face cloths that are just for makeup has really been helpful for us. Yes, that's a super great tip. Yeah, because you don't want to be having people use the the white ones and then they're just like almost like disposable because you pretty much have yeah. to <laughs> after the yeah. fact. Yes, no, that's a great tip. Um, and I have seen those, so I do recommend those for everyone. Yeah, you've got to tell us about your hotel project that you <laughs> embarked on. Yeah, so that was definitely uh, a long time time coming. It's taken four months. We closed yesterday. Yay. Uh, so I can actually talk about it now. It was, uh, it was hard to keep my mouth shut for that long, but it was, yes, it's a nine bedroom motel that we're turning into a boutique motel. It's right on the Evangeline beach in Grand Pre. We are extremely excited about it. And, uh, we really hope to host some, some community gatherings there around a campfire, um, just some social time uh, for community members to get involved there as well. But yeah, just having um, having a great place for people to come uh, in the Annapolis Valley, uh, enjoy the enjoy the beautiful view of Blomidon. It's right there and it's just off Highway 10. So I mean, exit 10 off the highway. So it's actually really in the heart of wine country. And so we're really excited to be able to host people there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see. I've seen some of your Instagram video footage that you were doing. Um, congratulations. That's such a that's such a cool project. And I just can't wait to see what you guys do with that place. I think it's going to be amazing. I can imagine like, wine tours, people going there and staying. Like yeah. that's that's going to be really super. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to host you. I hope you and the, and the girls all come out. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, no, we will. We'll all be there. We can't wait. I think that's that's definitely going to be an event that we all get together and do. For sure. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. For one question that I did want to ask you is, so Airbnb, vacation rentals, that kind of thing. One of the challenges that I've run into running them is that you tend to get calls 24, well, not 24-7, but at 
the most inconvenient times. So who would answer the um who would answer these inquiries and and calls and things like that after yeah. hours? Well, we have we have a team of people operating these 30 doors right now. So, you know, oftentimes so we have a manager and so she would be on it. She she manages a lot of the guest communications, but if there's an emergency that is uh still my husband that goes especially after hours, we do have some people that help us out through throughout the day, but if, you know, it there are so few emergencies in the in the night like i might get a phone call that says i can't start this electric fireplace and i can guide them through on the phone or micah can guide them through on the phone it's very seldom knock on wood i feel like now i'm gonna get a phone call but it's very seldom that we uh we have to go somewhere at night one time the power went off and and Micah had to drive over because they couldn't figure out like how to flip the switch on the breaker or whatnot. It was just in a kind of a funny place and they couldn't find the breaker box. And so, you know, it's, it's never really a hassle in that way, but if our, yeah, if our team can't manage it online, then we would be, Micah and I would be the point people. So we, we still are very much uh, boots on the ground type of people. Um, and we live in the heart of the valley. So a lot of our places, we're pretty central to a lot of our places. I will give Micah the credit though. If it's after 10 o'clock, let's be honest, he's the one that's getting in the car and going, not me. <laughs> so I give him props for that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting with the long-term rentals too that, you know, everybody is dreading the calls that happen after hours. And I have to say same thing for us that we have a whole team. It doesn't yeah. happen very frequently and we have a process and they come through an app and we would all get like a notification and we would, we would be on it. But the after hours ones seem to find their way to my cell phone and you just deal with it. Like, you know, there's emergency people that can go out for the different things. So it's, it's not too big of a deal, but on that note though, and we were, I don't know if we were going to talk about this, but like, I'm sure the more that you and your husband are in this, the more you see that like people are just people and things to diffuse pretty easily as long as you respond and you're responding with a smile and you're happy to serve them and you're happy to host them like I find in my experience people are pretty reasonable and they aren't irate or they're you know if they call in a panic and you just say like okay like we're gonna manage this this is it's gonna you know and just kind of reassure them that you're on it and it's gonna be okay then I find people fairly reasonable and it doesn't really ever escalate to much again, knock on wood, but <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, I don't know if that's your experience too, but. It, it, yeah, it is typically like, I kind of have the motto that everything's figureoutable. So it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I you, like that. you can find ways and solutions and things and try to figure yeah. out quickly what do they what do they care most about do they care about the fireplace or are they just, is that a nice to have and is there something else that you can say oh did you remember about the hot tub <laughs> now might be a good time yeah. for you to go to the hot tub <laughs> and warm up there awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot but yeah no it's it's really cool so I do have my final question that I did want to ask you is where is your happy place Definitely the beach. Definitely the beach. And not necessarily a particular beach, but if I think, you know, anytime 
if you're doing anything meditative or yoga or someone's guiding you through something and they say like, oh, go to a quiet place, go to your secret place. It's always this spot, the same spot on a beach. And so even internally, my my favorite, my happy place is at a beach. And I'd say it's it it looks even even in my mind's eye, it looks very much like a beach in Nova Scotia. So with the with the high cliffs and the and the rock, the big rocks on the on the shore side and stuff. And so yeah, that's my happy place. Also, just like being cozy on the couch with my family, like makes me really happy these days. It's a busy season of life. So just like chilling out on a Friday evening is really happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love your love your answers for that. And mine is also a beach for sure. I just yeah, the water is so calming and we're so lucky to be in Nova Scotia with so many beautiful beaches and so many water properties. So thank you so much for that. So where can everyone go to get in contact with you? Yeah, so you can follow me personally and all of the things that I happen to be doing. My handle on Instagram is Noelle McGue. Noelle is L-L-E, N-O-E-L-L-E. Um, McGew is M-C-G-O-U-G-H. So it can be a bit of a, a mouthful, but at Noel McGew on Instagram or our, our Airbnb business is Monk and Nun. So on Instagram, it's at Monk and Nun underscore co. Um, so our inter- our our internet, <laughs> our website is monkandnun.com. So you can figure out, you can go there and see everything that we offer. Something new that we're offering actually is going to be how, uh, teaching people how to start their own Airbnb business. Like I said, we own uh, 30 doors and now, or not own 30 doors, but we manage 30 doors. We own one of them and now we have the motel. There is more than enough work for everyone out there. Jenna and I do similar types of work, but you know, I know she can attest to the fact that there's more than enough for everyone out there. So if you're looking to start something like I've done outside of the Annapolis Valley, I'm going to be starting a mastermind where I can teach you how to build a business like I've built. Or if you're interested in just starting an Airbnb and you don't really know where to start, I also have a course on that as well. So um, yeah, just reach out and say like, yes, I'm interested. I'm in uh, my quiet seasons between January and March. And so that's when the mastermind will happen. And I would love, love, love to teach other people how to make money doing this without owning all the properties. That's amazing, Noelle. I'm sure that's going to be very beneficial for anybody that takes it up. So so yeah, everybody look out for that. I think that would be very valuable to uh, to learn from the best. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Your Happy Place podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in. And until next time, stay cozy and kind. <laughs>